Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. It's the white flag. The white flag. Yeah. Mega minds. Building mega bodies. White flag. Your host. Jace. Lex. We the lab crew. Come to with Jason Lex, the Life Lab crew, motivating, educating, and empowering you to discover change with the mixed components of two physical, emotional, and spiritual breakthroughs in the Life Lab, where we keep it 100, spitting the truth, teaching elements of success, <laughs> and it's all about you. Yes, 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 yes. All right, all right. Lex, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Awesome. Super excited that we are having this show tonight, buddy. So glad that you are on air. Um, so for those who are joining the conversation, tonight's episode is the Life Lab. Um, my name is Jace. And I am Lex. And tonight's conversation, we're talking about mindful and purposeful living equals financial liberation. And later on in the show, um, we're going to have JT Turner come on and talk, you know, give us his insight on what he really means. Um, So you know how we do it in normal Life Lab fashion. We love to do our check-in, our Monday check-in. This is the start of the week. So Lex, I'm going to have you go first. If you don't mind checking in with the good people, let us know how your Monday's going. You love to make me go first, but that's okay. I'm up for it. I love it. Um, (laughs) I, you know, my Monday is like my Saturday. You know, I work over the weekend, and it's really my day to, like, kind of wind down and start planning out the rest of my week. So I guess maybe my Sunday. Um, So today was, was very much like that. I, you know, took it slow, drank my cup of coffee, sat on the porch because, where I am here in Kentucky, it's actually warm. Um, it is summertime, and um, so I've been enjoying the sun and just communing with the sunlight and the warmth and just imagining that I'm on a beach somewhere while I'm sipping my coffee. It's been fantastic, um, except for the mosquitoes, of course. I could do without the mosquitoes, but, nice. but <laughs> I will take the joyful sun um, and the warmth and yeah, so what's a funny thing to, for me today was I had misplaced my wallet about a week ago, and I knew I had just misplaced it. I knew it would just be stuck somewhere and that I, I hadn't lost it. I kept checking my accounts, you know, that it, you know, I hadn't dropped it and someone picked it up or whatever. But I, I, looked, I looked and I looked and I searched all week over a week, and I knew the second that I would call to cancel my card, 
yeah. I would find it. And, and that's what lo happened. and behold, that is exactly what happened. That's the universe. <laughs> like, I am not even joking. Like, I called to cancel my cards, and then I went to put laundry in, and there was tucked in the very bottom of my laundry basket. I have no idea how it got there. Wow. Um, and <laughs> but I was grateful because I didn't have to replace my license and my you know, other things like that. Um, but it's interesting that we're talking about money because right. being without my wallet um, helped me be a lot more mindful about spending money um, because I didn't have easy access to it. And I, you know, I've been trying to actually do a zero budget thing. So I'll talk more about that later. Um, and trying to figure out how to have a stronger, more mindful relationship with my money. So losing my wallet was kind of like this great opportunity to just be like, you don't, you literally have no money. So if you want to get money, it's an ordeal. So is it really worth it? You know? Um, and that was an interesting, so I was, I was really glad, but it's also funny how how those things happen. I just knew. And, you know, and then it's the chicken of the egg, right? Did I find it just because I finally called? Or did I um, call and then it just happened to appear? You know, it's just one of the, you just never know. You never know. <laughs> so my Monday was was nice. I took a lovely walk and try to get myself motivated because I really just wanted to lay in bed, but it was a good day. It was a good day. It was definitely full of reflection and, you know, trying to think about now that it is summer and I am, I get really excited about summer and I want to do all the summer things, you know, so I'm trying to pick those out and plan while staying on a budget. Um, right. And, you know, while, like being mindful of my energy and, you know, all of these things. So, yeah, it's an interesting topic that we're talking about tonight because it flows right into where my, my brain is as far as like where I'm trying to focus my mindful energy in my life right now. Wow. That's real. Well, I'm glad that you found your money, your, your wallet. Or your card. That's yes, because I actually had cash in there for once. Oh, yes. I'm glad you found it. And, I mean, yes, it's this is a great time of reflection. And I believe as, this, as we transition into each different season, it's always a great time to do our checks and balances. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about tonight's show um, as we talk about, you know, mindfulness and purposeful living equal financial liberation. But going beyond that, um, you know, is it, a little bit deeper. So I'm excited to uh, share with the people. So my Monday, super crazy. Um, so I have an amazing, I had an amazing Monday. And the reason is I yes. have the, um, I one of my board <laughs> So one of my board members is, he's a phenomenal dude. And, um, he works for this great architect firm here in Chicago, 
And we were supposed to do some catching up, you know, I believe in stewarding the boards and, and, and always catching up with people and seeing where they are. And he invited me. He, he said, can I have a counter offer? I want to invite you out of the office for a day uh, with me. And I'm doing this really cool project and I want you to come see what I'm doing. So I was like, absolutely. Why is this person calling me messing up my FaceTime? I hope they didn't mess it up. Um, so I'm like, absolutely. Let's let's get together. And so um, he and I really like this is not happening right now. And so um, he and <laughs> it's so not happening. So he and I, I'm going to tell this person later that you forget that I have a radio show because you totally messed up my flow here. Um, Lex, you're still there? I am so here. All right. You were telling us about your board member. Sorry, good people had a phone. Thank you. Somebody trying to FaceTime me at the wrong time. You know how that go. Anyway, oh, um, so he told me, hey, let's go on the south side. So we went to, for those who may be familiar, if you are not, please Google him. Um, Theaster Gates is doing some incredible oh. work on the south side of Chicago. And I had an opportunity to go and do a walking tour in some of the uh, areas that he's, he's working on and revitalizing and, and learn a little bit more about his work and um, the community in which he's serving. And I, when I tell you, I left there fired up and excited about art, <laughs> excited about um, my blackness, um, because... He is doing things to help people in the south on the south side of Chicago, providing jobs and opportunities to build skills and to make it pretty. Everything that he was doing was making it pretty. And um, I can go on for it, but when I tell you I walked away and I felt filled um, on a work day, it was a great way to start my week off. And um, hey. It gave me um, just something to appreciate um, and understand my privilege um, and things that I sometimes don't think about, um, my level of privilege. And I'm just really grateful and excited to have experienced this today. And like I said, if you don't know who Theaster Gates is, please do yourself a due diligence by Googling him and looking up. And if you are in Chicago, um, Make sure that you spend some time maybe, you know, supporting some of the programs and the initiatives with the partnership that the University of Chicago that he's doing of Chicago. So great stuff that's happening. I could talk about it forever, but it was a great day. The sun was shining. It was beautiful. Um, and I dressed for success, so I felt good. I felt pretty, y'all. I felt pretty, and I got some knowledge, which is always a great way to start the week. So that was my Monday. That was my Monday. And shout out to my I friends. I love that. I love yeah. that. And, yes, I, I have been to the art library, that building there on Story so, yeah. uh, Story Island, Stony Island, and it is incredibly gorgeous and so inspirational what they have done with that space. And like you said, to really um, you know, just take root in an area that is so – um, you know, misunderstood and overlooked 
and to really just like celebrate the history of black culture there and and the, even just like the art that's all there is all rooted in like you know um like that history and black artists in Chicago you know and the if you go what's cool about the it was it used to be a bank so it right. has the vault yeah, is made into an art library or a library. And it's mostly all, you know, books all about black history. And um, it's like, and also just the architecture, they've like done all these amazing modern things in this historical building. It's just gorgeous. It's amazing. Yes, it's, it's gorgeous. So and inspirational. We, I was hungry. <laughs> I still am. It, it is gorgeous. And, and like I said, for those folks, when you're visiting Chicago, or if you live here, you need to support and really learn about what they're doing um, because of the history, because of the culture. There's just so much there. There's so many, so much projects. Um, Rebuild Foundation. Yeah, so much projects, just so much happening right now. So we're excited about, I'm excited, I'm fired up, and I just want y'all to be blessed like I was. I, I walked away like, damn, I, I need a cool job like this. I mean, my job is cool. But this would be so dope. Like, can I work in this environment too? Um, You're gonna build it, Jace. You're gonna. Hey, I'm going to build something. I, I, when I do, when I grow up, <laughs> when I grow up, y'all, um, when we talk about mindful and purposeful living. Yes, I'm going to be a CEO. That's that's a given. It's going to happen. But I also want to make sure that every single thing that I do. Had is a representation of the good that is in the world to give away to other people. I want people to be empowered by my music, by my work, um, and I want to give it away. Give it away. I want to give it away. So I'm excited about visioning my future um, and, and, and the joys that can happen from that. So you'll know how we do it, y'all. Are you ready for a break now? Oh, I need some tunes so that I can shake a groove thing. I know, and I, I really want, and I, I'm like, I want to take you not there, um, where you shaking your groove thing, but I, I was about to um take you somewhere else. So let me see. Um, I always want to start the show when we do some intentional stuff, and um, I was gonna take us to some traveling. Travis Green, but it's a church song. I don't know if y'all ready for church. That's all right. But I believe we need to start with some intentionality, and this one is intentional by Travis Travis Green. And um, I love this song, and so hope you all are blessed with it. Tell me no. 
Hey, buddy. How was that song? That song was great. One second, Lex. Do you travel but hate hotels? Have you wished there was an alternative? Well, there is. Bangtail. Bangtail helps you find amazing short and long-term stays. Bangtail spots come fully equipped with 24-hour concierge and banging interior designs. They have spots in Chicago, New York, L.A., Miami, Mexico, and other destinations, too. Next time, don't Google where to stay. Visit bangtail.com. That's B-A-N-G-T-E-L dot or call 917-819-8170. That's 917-819-8170 and tell them that E3 Radio sent you. A message from our sponsors at Bangtail. <laughs> so, <laughs> that song was great, man. And now I'm Googling Bangtail, so. You definitely, <laughs> you need we'll to Google it. Back. You need yeah. to Google it. Um, so, thank you all for joining back at the show. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm one of the hosts of the Life Lab. And tonight's show We're talking about mindful and purposeful living equals financial liberation. Later on in the show, we're going to bring on JT um, Turner to talk about his experience. Now, before we get started into this, Lex, did you want to take the mic first or what did you want to do? I I, uh, think that it would be great. I would love to hear from you. Um, I do have quite a bit to think to say so don't take too long all right well keep keep me keep me on my time you know sometimes i can, I, can get a, <laughs> I can get a little windy i will i know you like to go on your diatribe i do sometimes but i, I wanna, like to... i want to hear what you have to say well you know it, it's, it's really it's, it's very interesting when we think about mindful mindfulness and, and purposeful living and i think growing up um the way i grew up um by the Baptist faith, and I'm talking about faith in general, is this idea of like this higher power. So we talk about faith, this idea of like God, or insert whatever name that you want to insert, right? Um, that will provide for you. And what does that mean? And faith doesn't necessarily influence God out there to send riches to us to fulfill our needs down here. In fact, I believe that faith um, is the spiritual capacity by which we form and shape things that are ever-present as the basic elements of spiritual substance. So I think that a lot of when we think about mindfulness and purposeful living equal financial liberation, it really begins with you as an individual. And in order to make sense of things, um, I think that we, we must begin to start to understand the laws of consciousness. And that's kind of where my faith has taken me, is that, you know, thoughts held in mind become become things, um, tangible things I can touch and feel. Um, in the law of visualizing, visualization, you know, um, if you believe it within your inner eye 
and truly believe it and put intention behind that and, and, and believe it as if you have it now, um, then you attract that and it manifests in something, into something, something, like I said, tangible, something real that you can see. And so, you know, what is it that you believe? And I think for me, this is an interesting topic because I conscious, I'm consciously always thinking about what I'm inserting into my brain. I'm checking my thoughts um, from the moment I wake up to the time I go to bed. I'm thinking about the intention behind my thoughts, um, the feeling behind them. When I want to manifest my dreams, when I manifest healthy relationships, all of those to me are fruitful things that happen. And so I think the biggest thing that I like to, to tell people, sometimes I think we get really caught up in this, the work and success syndrome, um, we, as in the global we, we as Americans, are conditioned to feel that we must always be getting ahead. Like, mm-hmm. like this thing I got to go to. I'm getting ahead. And there's no rest for us. Like, we will drive ourselves into the ground until we reach the top. But what is the top? I'm still trying to figure out what is the top. So no matter what the title is, or even if you're making really, really good money, a lot of times people are not necessarily fulfilled. There's this inner feeling of frustration that happens because you've been conditioned that success means the title gets bigger, the paycheck gets bigger, and like I'm at the top of this ladder, and that's what I'm climbing towards. Where in my faith and, and what I believe is that like I'm already rich. Riches in good health, riches in peace of mind, riches in great relationships, um, riches in that I, I have been broke, but I have never been poor. Um, I have been broke, y'all, but I don't consider that as a family, even growing up, that we were ever poor, but we were broke, yo. We were broke, but we weren't poor. We always had um, and I think that's understanding my privilege, right? Like everybody doesn't always have. Like I think like having a, a a smartphone, everyone should have. But like no, everybody don't have a smartphone, and that's okay. Um, but one of the things I guess I really wanted to leave with you all, and I'm I'm gonna take it to church because that's who I am. So I'm gonna take it there, but I'm gonna circle it back so y'all don't think he just going to church because I don't want y'all to think he just taking y'all to church. But Psalm, um, the Book of Psalm. Um, was a book that I grew up reading a lot because I always felt like it was like poetry. And I remember the scripture, Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Um, it talks about prosperity and um, the lessons, you know, in our contemporary times as it relates to prosperity. And it says, you know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So the psalmist clearly states that if you refuse to agree with the gossip of pretty much of negative people, it goes a little bit more into that. In this counsel and idea um, of the wicked, and you keep yourself in tune with the divine law of prosperity, 
then you can be certain that that substance will flow as easily to you as substance flows to the tree planted in the river by the river water. Um, so it's very important uh, realization is that this great discovery of new insight and truth is that consciousness is the key to all things which happen to us. So, which means certainly consciousness is the key to our personal prosperity. It is the starting point in changing our life and reversing our finance, like financial hardships. I think consciously we can reverse those things that we feel like financially keep us back. Um, by experiencing life and abundance. If you change the way you think, you will alter your life. But it starts with yourself, and it starts now. <laughs> like, you can always change the way you think to alter your life. Um, and I think that that is really, for me, that's the takeaway. It's not about having all this money. It's about changing the way we think. Um, and that will lead to more channels of flow. When, when you want, if you think about the money sense, when you change the way you think and you attract that which you are, you are filled. Have it be financially or just filled spiritually. Um, and I think this is like spiritual economics. It's like Thoughts in mind held in kind, you know, uh, you know, as I think of, so am I, you know, this is real. And so, yeah, I feel like that's kind of my take on it is really just change the way you think to create the life that you want to have. How y'all feel about that? Y'all feel good about that? You feel good about that, Lex? I akin to what you say, but it is definitely easier said than done, Right. It's definitely yes. like a daily daily unlearning of how we're taught to think about money and then re you know reapplying that process to okay, I'm changing the way I think about it, but then what do I actually think about it? You know, what and then how do I in how does that ripple through with my behaviors? Like, okay, I can, you know, be more mindful of um, prosperity and think more about my, you know, how I create my own situation in life, but then right. am I going to continue to, um, you know, online shop every day? <laughs> you know, it's like it takes, you could, you have to allow your brain to, or really be active with your brain in, how, is, is your behavior in alignment with what you, your philosophy? You right. know, so it's like, you're talking about the philosophies, which I, you know, very much um, engage with. Um, I also have really done a lot of work with that over the last few years to think, to really sort of explore, like, what does that mean, you know, um, to have a prosperous mindset, to have um, – be more, you know, mindful of what I have and not let the money or the material, you know, define me. 
Did you have anything else to add before I launch into my spiel? No, I, I think that um, I would have to agree with you that it is a, a conscious act that you have to have every day. Um, and sometimes, you know, life kind of throws curveballs and it throws you off your game. And it's important. I think that's where the faith or the, the spiritual grounding comes in to be able to have a reset button. So your desires and your wants and your needs, everything you can have, but you do have to keep check of your, your emotional meter. So dive away, brother, dive away. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so insightful. And just that consciousness has really influenced how I have thought, how I've begun to think more about money. And I'll admit it's definitely something that I struggle with. Um, I feel like the more money I have, the more debt I have, <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's a common thing, which is so interesting and so weird, you know, um, but also the cost of being poor is really high, too. You know, you when you are poor, you end up having to pay more and spend more and things like that. So it can be very sort of defeating to, and frustrating to feel like, okay, I don't have a lot of money, but all of these, you know, I want to save, I want to be mindful, but you know, it costs, literally costs more to have less money because um, you end up paying, you know, you can't access as many resources as if you ha- have more wealth and that kind of thing. So I also have really thought more about what um, my relationship is to money. That has helped me more than anything, you know, because I can track my spending, I can cut this, I can cut that. I'm pretty good at that, even though I do love to um, – I'm, I'm a clothes horse. I love to shop, so I have to have a clothing budget. That's not an option. Even if it's I thrift, you know, once a, every once in a while, I still got to have it. But I've also figured out ways to ease my retail therapy, you know, I go yeah. into the thrift store or the store or wherever I'm going, and I put all the things that I want to buy into my basket, and then I try them on, and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. And then by the end, I don't even want them anymore. I'm like, eh, is it really worth it? No. It's right. Not. And I can leave the store without buying anything or just, like, one thing. So if you, that's a little tip for retail therapy um, <laughs> hack, as they say. You know, if you've got the urge – just, you know, go to the store, window shop, try it all on, you know, yep. like, and, but just, you know, get real with your budget. Is this worth it? Also get on that phone. Can you find this somewhere on sale? I don't believe in paying full price for anything, you know, hey. so. Smart shop. Yeah. yeah, smart shop. That's a whole other conversation, but. But those are like, you know, little tips. Like we do spend many, our relationship to money is so critical into how we spend or don't spend or how we save or don't save, how we feel about money. So, I mean, that's my first thought is really spending time like with yourself and thinking about how do you feel about money? Like does money, do you even look at your bank account? You know, some people are like, I don't even, you know, I just buy and then I hope that I don't go over. 
or right. they're like intensely looking at every penny and anxious about spending any money so that whenever it's like, oh, you need to actually, like, you can eat and treat yourself to a dinner. Like, that's fine. You have, like, $2,000 in savings. It's okay to take yourself to dinner. Like, you have to also, like, put money out there. It's okay to donate. It's okay to buy a gift for a friend. It's okay to, you know, speaking of, you know, it's just like, tithing, you know, whether you're a religious person or not, just giving, you know, I tithe by, you know, making sure that I donate to a cause or a person, you know, even if it's just, and I've been really broke lately, y'all, because I've made some choices to have more time than money. So it's, it's been tight, but I tell you what, whenever I have done that, when I have donated that $5, I felt so good about being able to donate my $5 because I was like, I have $5 that I can give. And I felt really fucking good about it. And you know what? And because it was what I had to give and I felt grateful to have $5 to give, you know? So it's not about the, the amount. It's about how we, how it makes us feel. Cause like you were saying, the difference between being, you know, poor and broke, you know, my mother really influenced and continues to influence my, how I feel, you know, my, how I think and feel about money. And both my parents grew up really poor. And so, you know, but they worked really hard to provide better for me and my siblings. Um, And so we did, you know, I definitely grew up in a middle-class lifestyle, but my parents did not. And so they were very, um, they reminded me on the reg, you know, <laughs> yeah. that they, that I had more than what they had. Not in a, you know, guilt way, but just they wanted me to be grateful, you know, and they because they were grateful that they had it to give to us. And, um, you know, my mom was like, you know, we didn't know that we were poor because we always had a roof over our head. We had food to eat. You know, she grew up on a farm. You know, we had clothes, even if we made them. We didn't, and everybody else was like us, you know, because they lived in the country, and we didn't know. And, you know, I just think about that. That's the thing I think about the most is, you know, is it really, you know, I work, I need to make money so I can eat and live and those kinds of things. But I really think about it as, do I really need money or do I need the things that money gets me? And if I can get those things without money, isn't that just as good? Like, you know, whenever I have, you know, I feel like, like you said, I feel very rich. I have so many friends who take care of me whenever I don't, you know, I don't have all the things that I need. I know I have a bed to sleep in. I know I can be like, hey, I, can I come over for dinner? I know that, you know, there there is so much in the world for me to receive. It's you know, opening myself up for that and also appreciating that I'm going to go to all the free events. I'm going to go to the, like, I'm going to sit outside and enjoy, you know, the sun, or I'm going to like sit inside and read a book or, you know, enjoy my time that you cannot buy. You cannot buy time. You cannot buy friendship. You cannot buy these things. And those things fill us, um, and make us rich 
And the more we focus on that, the less we, you know, are trying to spend to fill that void. This is all so true. There's a lot. I feel like we can go on for hours with this conversation. Mm -hmm. I agree. Maybe we'll have a part two. We will. We're going to have to have a part two. Um, So we're going to take a quick break, y'all. And then after that, we're going to come back um, with our guy. JT. So we'll be back right after this. AJT. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. I just said this whole spiel, and I think that my, um, <laughs> I gave you a whole bio, and the only people that heard it was the Facebook Live folks, because clearly oh. I pushed the wrong button. It's okay. all right, y'all. Y'all heard it. <laughs> Show me the money. So, you sound like you sleep over there. You awake? Man, look. You know my bedtime. This like my wine dying time, so I'm just glad to be here though. I'm excited. Thank you. So we're gonna go ahead and jump in so we can make sure that you get to bed on time. So <laughs> I right. already gave the people just a little bit and if you've been listening on, we've really been talking about um mindfulness and you know, what does it really mean to be mindful? So I guess that's my first question to you is what does it mean to be mindful? Yeah, so yeah, I appreciate being on the show. I've been listening to the conversation, and I agree with a lot that's been shared. Um, I think for me, um, being mindful is taking time in your day to just really center yourself and reflect on what's important to you so that when you go out to the world and you're getting bombarded with all these messages from the media, from other people, from your job, from your boss, 
from whoever, you have a grounding within yourself that you can kind of stand in and be firm in um, so that you're not just kind of going whichever direction um, that, you know, folks are pulling you in. That's real. That's real. So how does that kind of go with this whole idea of um, the, the law of attraction, or do you even believe in the law of attraction? You know, I do to a certain extent. I do. Um, I definitely believe that, you know, what we put out, we get back, and I think that's true of relationships. That's true of, you know, um, work that we do. Um, and I also believe that, you know, we have to just, more so than law of attraction, I try to operate from a place of um, how am I preparing myself in a way that um, whatever I come up against or whoever I'm, you know, um, in community with or trying to build a relationship with, um, I can kind of acknowledge those areas in which maybe we um, have similarities but also differences and also just how our histories our experience or shaping our relationship, our ability to communicate or be in community with each other. Because um, I think that sometimes in life, um, a lot of times for me, I think that I've been attracted, from a spiritual perspective, I've been attracted to people who maybe um, for different reasons, right? So it's not just like maybe what I'm putting out, but maybe it's something, a lesson they're supposed to teach me or a lesson I'm supposed to teach them and, being able to be mindful enough where I can kind of see those things as well um, and also really place value on those things as well. Cool. Now, I mean, we wanted to talk really about money, right? Um, and it's yeah, let's talk about money. Of, of financial liberation. And in your bio, what I love about what you're saying, and for those who I didn't hear, one of the things that JT talked about was this nationally increased student loan debt that has young people mm-hmm. struggling, right, even to survive. And they have alternative, like this minimalist living that's happening. And right. how are people living more mindfully? Especially right. people of color. So when you talk, when you hear the word financial liberation, what, what comes to mind when you think of financial liberation? I think, you know, it plays into my own story, right? I heard Lex kind of talking about his story growing up. And, you know, my mom grew up in rural Virginia, like really dirt poor, and worked really hard, went to school, and was able to provide a lifestyle for me and my siblings that, you know, she never would have had. And with that, I saw, you know, the physical and mental, the emotional toll it took on her. I constantly have to work, 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 right, my whole life. And I remember going to college, and she was like, you know, I don't want you to work your first year of college. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, I'll send you a little money here and there. Don't work. And then when I got that first bit of money, I was like, man, I ain't going to be able to make it in college off this. Like, you know, I want to go out. I want to do things. And then kind of going behind her back and getting a couple jobs my first year in college and not telling her because I didn't want to offend her, you know, or make her feel like I didn't appreciate what she was doing for me. Um, But I I think in that moment, I really realized, like, okay, when I looked around at my peers, I was like, you know, oh, it kind of hit me for the first time, like, wow, there's some people out here who don't have to work. Their parents would just send them money, and they never had to worry about anything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to really work. From here on out, I'm going to have to really work for myself. I can't depend on anybody. 
Yeah. And that produced a lot of anxiety for me. Like, I remember being in college, about to graduate, like, nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to provide for myself? Yeah. And um, I think fast forward after graduate school, you know, my first professional job, being in a position where I could have saved a lot of money, and I didn't. And I was seeing my habits, right? And I was like, where is this coming from? And really evaluating my relationship with money and that kind of intergenerational messages that have been passed down to me from my family about how you spend money, what money's for, the value of money, and -hmm. realizing, like, I don't want to live a life where I'm bound to my work. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. Like, I don't want to live in a way where I can't get up and move if I wanted to or needed to. Um, And that's still, for me, that's all financial liberation. It's still, for me, a work in progress. Like, I'm by no means perfect, but I think just having that mindfulness around it is, I think, a really good first step. And I'm unlearning a lot of that messaging I received, and it takes a lot of time. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, you know. It was some of the best financial advice somebody gave me. So just as long as it took me to learn those things, you know, I'm going to take just as much time to kind of unlearn. Right. And, I mean, you talk about learn stuff. So what are some tools, I mean, for people who are out here who are like, you know what, I am living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm trying to dig myself out of debt. What are some tools or what have you found to be helpful to, you know, jumpstart, you know, this this pocket of, of resources for yourself or to create a better flow of income? Man, I'm still learning how to do that, too. But I think, you know, that's the beautiful thing about this is, you know, I've done a lot of research and reflection, but I think everybody can kind of become your own financial expert, right? And um, I think for me uh, – I have to recognize that, especially for, like, millennials, we're just up against a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, Student loan debt, you know, the the recession hit in 2008. I know I was getting out of college. It was really hard to find work. A lot of people still living at home with their parents because it's just – it's the opportunities are still not really out here like they were, you know. So I definitely recognize what we're up against. I think the first step for me was, you know, I hired a financial advisor, and it cost me a little coin, but I said this is a priority for me. You know, and I didn't have anywhere else to turn. You know, I don't have anyone in my family who's a financial expert. You know what I'm saying? No shade to my mom, but, like, I didn't want to get advice from the same people that I was trying to do better than. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I had to say, okay, who else out here can I go to? So I did a Google search, and I found a really good advisor who specializes in, like, millennial finances. Okay. Um, and we set up some calls and some meetings. Um, and she helped me establish, like, a spending plan or a budget. And it's changed over the years, but I've been able to kind of have that basic foundation to kind of build on. So that was the first step. The second thing is just, like, assessing what I want and what I need, you know. And um, I grew up very privileged. You kind of talked about that. And there's a lot of things that I've just been accustomed to. But as an adult, I'm realizing, you know, I don't really need those things, right? It's just me out here, like, you know, I think it's a challenge. It's a struggle to have to make those decisions. But, really sitting down and saying, at the end of the day, I need a roof, I need food, I need some clothes. But what really brings me happiness and joy, you know? And it's not in material things for me. It's in relationships. It's in being able to have time to take care of myself, you know what I'm saying? Um, Being able to give to others or spend time to others and not have to expect things back. Everything doesn't have to be transactional. So those are the two main steps, I think. Right. That sounds good. Um, Those are some really, really good tips. What I hear you saying is, you know, this whole idea of getting a financial advisor. 
I believe that, you know, for folks out there who don't necessarily um, have the, the, the money to invest in a financial advisor, right. maybe JP will share some of his knowledge um, online, yeah. you know, some good starter tips for you all. Yep. But um, there are other tools. Mint is an app you can use um, that helps with budgeting. Um, there are a lot of YouTube videos out there. And so I think that we can figure out ways to be more intentional about our financial state if we're prepared, you know, and just kind of educate ourselves on, on ways in which to um, to figure out the best plan for you. You know your money better than anybody else, right? Yeah, and I think um, you have to do it in community too, you know. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about that. We're always talking about community and, and why, can you t- tell me a little bit more about why do you think we have to do it in community? Because it's like we're constantly bombarded with messages from the outside world. You know, as, as an educator, I see you with my students. Like, you know, it's just you have to have people who can kind of hold you accountable to, to what it is you want in life, to your values in a way. Um, and it's just really hard. It's just hard work, and I think – there's a lot of information out there. So if everyone's doing their own research and coming together and kind of fact-checking against each other, you're you're ultimately going to have the best practice, right? Um, right? But if you're just out here on your own going down one pathway, you know, sometimes that can get dangerous because you don't know if this is the right advice or not the right advice. So Right. No, I, I would have to agree with you. I believe that, you know, they say that if you sit with your five closest friends and – you average out the salary. That's probably what you make. Hmm. <laughs> and that's um, interesting. I've heard that before. You know, people say, you know, you are. I mean, you are the company you keep, right? And so, True. you know, I always, I, I say when I eat, we eat, and that's talking about my circle of influence and my friends because I believe that what I have is theirs too, to a certain extent. Um, and I believe in the flow. Um, and you know, you gotta when you get it, you can't hold on to it. You got to give it away, mm. and that's where the tithing comes in, and and talking about not necessarily tithing. That's that's to to an um, institution like a church. That is one way you can tithe, but you can tithe with your talent. You can tithe with your time. You can tithe to people that you you want to give. I mean, I have a separate budget for the home. It's a real thing, y'all. Every month, yeah, I know how much I'm mm-hmm. giving to the home. It's a real thing. That's right. And so there are ways to create this this energy of flow. Is there anything else that you want to leave with the good people? I mean, I think just stay encouraged. You know, like I said, it's easy to kind of get down, going down a path, and then you make a mad, bad decision or a misstep, and it can set you back, and you get discouraged, and you're like, just forget it, you know, or you're overwhelmed by the amount of student loan debt, or maybe you want to start living more like a minimalist-type lifestyle, but you don't know where to start. I was talking with somebody I care about today about that, like not knowing where to start that process. And it's just one baby step at a time. Um, also, there's a lot of blogs out there. So a couple that I can share is one is called Becoming Minimalist. And it's a, I think it's a pretty well-done blog. Um, they send out, like, weekend reads. You can, you know, fix a cup of coffee, and they have, like, different articles you can read. I try to do that. And then also Zen Habits, Z-E-N Habits is a good blog, and it talks a lot about mindfulness and how we can just live in a way where we're more conscious of the decisions we're making. I'm trying. I'm trying to type these things down for the good. <laughs> so becoming minimalist is a blog. Yep. And then you said and Zen. Then, 
Zen Habits, Z-E-N Habits dot net. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to hopefully have people look those up because we always want to lead the people with some good tips. Um, I do believe that, you know, we are all learning and on this journey together, and it's, it's no, mm-hmm. no reason to be stressed out about it. Sure. Um, yes. And, and finances can be really stressed, and I, too, believe that, you know, we have to unlearn some habits that we have learned when we were growing up and um, share what we know so that we can help yeah. the other people better themselves. So don't, once you learn it, don't keep it. Give it away. Yeah. Um, and it's a journey. It is a journey. It is a journey and baby steps. One baby step steps. at a time. We're so <laughs> grateful to have you on the show tonight, JT. Thank you for coming on and dropping some knowledge with us. Um, again, we, we want, we probably want to go a little bit um, more into this conversation um, mm-hmm. and we'd love to have you back on to talk more about this in the future. So that sounds you- great. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, now get you some rest because you sound like you're tired, boy. <laughs> this is bedtime, y'all. No, I appreciate y'all. Know. I appreciate y'all show a lot. I listen. I try to listen every week. It's always well, fun. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your week, sir, and we'll be in touch. All right. Take care. Thank you. Lex. That was a lot. We had oh, a lot I feel so inspired. Are you inspired to save some money, create a better flow? <laughs> yeah. I um apparently I'm I'm excited too, and I like half ate my dinner, y'all. But um, we just want to tell you, please remember that we have other shows that's coming up. Um, on the Life Lab, you can find us in two weeks. So two weeks from today, we'll be back here. Um, and our now I believe our next guest is Andre. I think. Maybe not. I don't Andre remember. Perez. Is he our next guest? Probably. Oh, no. He's at the end of June. He's the end of June. So we do have um, David. David is coming on from out, out um, Outspoken. So we're going to bring him on. He'll be our next guest, David Fink from Outspoken, um, which is storytelling. And, um, we're really excited about that. So thank you all for coming on to the show tonight and visiting us, all those people who were on the Facebook Live. Thank you for tuning in on the Facebook Live, man. We love to have you guys here. Don't forget to drop your in in the in the text here so I can see it and try to put it up on the screen. Um really excited and fired up about mindful mindful and purposeful living and fi- equals financial liberation. There's no better way to do it than to do it in community. And if you are struggling with how to do it, there are a couple of um Websites and blogs, Becoming Minimalists, and Zen Habits that you can kind of find out how to live the life that you were destined to live and to have uh, some financial. I'm going to just go ahead and um, we're going to keep it moving, but we are just going to end on some BJ the Chicago kid. This has been a beautiful night. Peace out, y'all. Play from the time of Let me get a track to make sure. Yeah. 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.